The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is 12.06. It is Monday, February 7th. My goodness, at least the just heard in the weather forecast. Things are starting to get a little more mild. It is I, it is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We want to welcome in everyone that's tuning in. Part of our, uh, we do the noon report on Facebook Live. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Listen, get your tank filled up. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Remember, it's Henry Oil. Call them since 1947. What a tremendous Rhode Island success story. It is Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Folks, again, call them today. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. And remember, with Henry Oil... It is automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Automatic delivery, oil burner service and installation, and always online at henryoil.com. Well, folks, again, good afternoon at 12.07 on this Monday. Now, we're going to speak with Dr. Andrew Boston coming up. Today is a big day. Dr. Scully, he's gonna ha- he has a hearing coming up at 2. He is the Cranston dentist that they... Took his license away because he said that his feeling was, uh, Dr. Scully, and again, that's coming up. Let me just get the latest on this. But this this is a big story. He's gotten some national press. Uh, the Rhode Island Department of Health, they would not give him the time of day. But he does have a hearing coming up at 2. He is, in fact, the uh, the doctor that he had COVID. And because of his health situations, just felt that basically he, he thought it would be pointless, that he didn't need to be uh, to get the vaccine. And they yanked his license away from him. And it has been a, um, <clears throat> a, a big, big, big story. Not, you know, the mainstream media folks around here, you know, by and large, they kind of go along with, um, with, you know, you won't see them break out too much. But Dr. Schooley, federal lawsuit, that's today. Two o'clock. So, doctor prohibited from practicing medicine over vaccination status has sued Rhode Island. So, I think um, there's been some back and forth within. Uh, it is a federal lawsuit by a prominent doctor. That's a very good uh, question about it. And so, but we're going to talk with Dr. Andrew Bossom coming up on that uh, at the bottom half of the hour. But, folks, again, we have some stories up on. Uh, DePetro.com, unique stories that you want to check out. And remember, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Listen, it's Monday, so right now maybe you're going somewhere for lunch or you just want a, a delicious drink. Stop it and see our friends at Brood Awakenings. Discover the brood difference, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, big comfortable chairs, fresh, delicious food and drink. And they're local, for crying out loud. Stop it and see them. Discover the brood difference. Two locations in Johnson, also Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, then Bald Hill Road in Warwick. You're going to love Brood Awakenings. So we're going to talk to, as I said, Dr. Andrew Boston coming up at the bottom half of the hour. Um, as you've heard me say, folks, I, I just, this situation, this, there's a couple stories that are developing right now. One is <clears throat> this situation with Ukraine. I, I just can't stress enough how, you know, look at how this thing. 
everything is is lining up that it seemingly you know russia um that's why you know it's laughable there was a protest over the weekend and it was those that are demand you know and i i just find this whole thing funny and again good afternoon to everybody on facebook live you know i'm going to play the sound black lives matter pack rhode island tiara mack some of these other progressives demanding diplomacy they're demanding the biden administration diplomacy now listen Hear me out. I'm not exactly a defender of the Biden administration, but anyone that is paying attention to the situation, you don't even have to pay attention that much. Who is the aggressor here? Who is the one trying to defend Ukraine? You know, the United States and our allies and NATO, you know, what is going to happen if we just allow some of the likes of a Putin to just start invading countries? Much the same way with China, who's about to go into Taiwan after the Olympics. So, but what is just preposterous, you know, the expression, those who ignore history are condemned to repeat it. Demanding diplomacy. Oh, okay, so that's the solution. Go to Putin and say, no, you didn't hear us. We're demanding diplomacy. Yeah, he's got 70% of Russian troops set up on the border. I'm not convinced that he's interested in diplomacy. Like, this is beyond tone deaf. But these people... And I'll play you some of the sound. They're pacifists. They are Neville Chamberlain-like. They're Chafee-like. Again, I'm not a defender of the Biden administration, but a a blind man at midnight could see we are not the aggressor here. We're, We're trying to prevent Russia from going in. They're talking, you know, if Russia invades Ukraine, 50,000 casualties, never mind. Then you get people start exiting the country because they're being taken over. By Russia, so they're talking about up to 5 million refugees could start going into Poland. And folks, let's be honest, guess who then, you know, these same people that were protesting would be demanding, you guessed it, that Rhode Island and the United States, well, we got to take in all these Ukrainian refugees and let's make sure we register them to vote. But as I I said, I mean, it's, it's asinine. No, we're demanding diplomacy. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, just like sending in a social worker when someone's sitting there with, with, a, with a gun. You can demand diplomacy all you want. But as I said, and I just want to play the sound of, you know, this is also, though, one of the problems at 12 minutes past 12 on this, on this Monday. <clears throat> um, this, this is one, one of the problems when you, you have... And this is local, by the way. But when you have a situation where these progressives and people like Black Lives Matter or an island and so forth, and they're not challenged by the mainstream media, by the local media, I should say, local media, because this was local. Uprise Rhode Island posted these videos on YouTube. Um, and, and my point is, like... Senator Tierra Mack, who's a big progressive, the, the problem is when they start, to, there's no pushback against anything they say. So now, then, no, no matter how moronic it is, they, they still never get any pushback, right? So it's, it's like talking into a microphone that's not on, and then when it's amplified, people think like, I can't believe these people are saying these things. But they've been saying them all along. But as Tierra Mack and Justin Katz, who we just had on last hour, 
one of my favorite segments, which is politics this week. As he talked about that state senator, Tierra Mack, that last year when she was like, hey, listen, I'm an openly gay woman. I'm a member of Black Lives Matter. I am, she says, a, a woman of color who's queer. And her words, there should never be negative press about me. There should never be negative press about me. So I'm going to skip over the fact that most of them are standing outside. This was Saturday. It was freezing outside at the Rhode Island State House. They're standing talking outside alone, and they still are wearing a mask. But I want you to hear. Now, this guy, he is a progressive BLM. He's running. He blames the United States for the crisis in Ukraine. Blames the United States. It's us showing aggression. His name is, um, I'll get his name, but he represents, let me just play the sound of him demanding diplomacy. The BLM pact calls for no war with Russia. We cannot continue to resolve our issues with other nations through tension or violence. Our U.S. government must choose diplomacy, create dialogue, and make peace with Russia in its long list, in our government's long list of its adversaries. This is why, you know, again, uh, if they weren't so pathetic, and I mean, there's part of that that's amusing. This is someone that's running for office. BLM PAC RI. We're making demands on the the Biden administration for diplomacy in Ukraine. Implying what? That we're the ones that want war over there with Russia? Like, this is... How does someone come to that conclusion? What do you think? And again, I'm no defender of the Biden administration, but they got Tony Blinken over there. They're threatening sanctions. They're calling out. You think we want blanking war? Oh, okay. Demand diplomacy. We're demanding diplomacy. This is why the BLM pact calls for no war with Russia. We cannot continue to resolve our issues with other nations through tension or violence. Our U.S. government must choose diplomacy, create dialogue, and make peace with Russia and its long list and our government's long list of its adversaries. You know, do, do they understand what a murderous, brutal dictator Putin is? Does it seem like someone that's interested? I I totally get the fact that whether or not he's going to invade certainly depends on, you know, he plays games like make it worth my while. His name is Enrique. That's his name. Let's go to representative. uh, This guy is a sitting rep at the Rhode Island State House. David Morales demands now Cicilline, Langevin, Reed, White House. He's, he's putting demands on them. You must demand diplomacy from Putin. I, I want to hear, Cicilline was over there, by the way. Like, you, you have it backwards of who has the blanking power here. <laughs> Never mind, he's wearing a mask outside as he's standing alone reading. We are demanding the Rhode Island delegation. You must demand to Putin diplomacy. Putin says, I'm going to put my troops over the border. No, we demand diplomacy. Yeah, that that was Neville Chamberlain against Hitler. How did that work out? Let's hear it. This is David Morales. He's a socialist. Here we go. Especially in the state representative by Democrats that we do not want to go to war. We want diplomacy. We want our 
congressmen, we want our senators to use their platform that we have provided them to go to the Biden administration and be clear that these are not our priorities. Our priorities are ensuring that we're able to address the ongoing crisis that exists when it comes to- So they're basically saying he is, I didn't play the full thing of it at 1218. <clears throat> Forget about his his message to Cicilline, White House, Reed, and Langevin. And, for that matter, President Biden, who happens to be commander-in-chief. Ignore Russia. Let's focus on the panhandlers downtown at Kennedy Plaza. You know, ignore what's going on that Russia's about to invade Ukraine and China's going to invade Taiwan. Let's focus on making sure we're feeding the homeless at the Nilo Hotel. Like, this is how parochial... This is insanity. This is, by the way, let me be very clear about something. At 1219 on this Monday, February 7th, on the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, this is the Democrat Party. This is the Democrat Party. Unfortunately, the Rhode Island Republican Party is not taking advantage of it enough to show that this is the Democrat Party. They're certainly not Republicans. They go on and on and talk about white supremacy. And we're, you know, we can't afford to get involved with what's going on with Russia, Ukraine or China and Taiwan because we're battling white supremacy. Trump people here and like they they just it's lunacy is what it is. You know, someone like Putin laughs at individuals like this. Folks, right now at 1219 on this Monday, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Remember, make Propane Plus your provider. Call them in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209, 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call Propane Plus, 508-252-3359, online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, three generations They're available 24-7, service and delivery. They offer online billing. You can schedule a service delivery, click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. Folks call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. As always, visit our website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Now, there's a link on the website. You can see the video of the mother claiming that... um, Police out of nowhere just started beating her son and choking him at Mount Pleasant High School in, in Providence. See the video of that. And then the latest on the uh, the poll, the McKee polling numbers, and a lot more folks. Log on at the website, petro.com, brought by Soul Source Restoration. Remember, they clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Call them for a free quote, 401-712-2700. That's right, ignore Russia. We must focus on plastic straws and pronouns. You know, some of the people, and again, folks, think of this. Some of the people uh, at this, they they don't even criticize uh, Putin. That they're more upset that Putin won't identify his pronouns than, in fact, that they're about to invade Ukraine. And the New York Times even said, if that happens, 50,000 civilian casualties plus you know obviously thousands of military on both sides and then you set up a refugee crisis those people flood out but the protesters at the rhode island state house on saturday 
their big thing that they're upset about, that's a very good point, Henry B., is that Putin will not identify his pronouns. There was a good piece in the Wall Street Journal saying just ignore anyone that wants to ask what your pronouns are. It's just it, it's it's so, you know, ridiculous. It is this whole business of the of these people with their pronouns. I'll get into that a little bit later. Again, we're going to talk to Andrew Boston coming up at the bottom of the hour. But so there's this big protest. Most of the people speaking wearing masks, you know, no war with Russia. How can we go to war? We are, dema- I love that. We're demanding diplomacy. Demanding, di- Biden administration, you don't have our permission to go to war in the Ukraine with Russia. Again, I'm not trying to defend. Um, no military, <clears throat> do, do you really think that, like, that's how we want to spend our time? Do you think we want to be sending troops to that part of the world? <clears throat> U.S. must commit to diplomacy. That's their their big, um, I think there were like 50 people that were out there. Nope. Now, I also want to remind people, though, that these, the majority of them, they are pacifists. And what do I mean by that? They are pacifists that should be pointed out. At no time do they believe in military action. If we're up to them... They would defund, you know, you've heard about defund the police. This crowd, they want to defund military. And if you really engage them, you know, in World War II, should we have gone and gotten involved with World War II after uh, Pearl Harbor and after Japan attacked us? Their, their answer is no. We should have then negotiated. We should have realized how maybe we were harming Japan and they are adamant, no, no, we shouldn't have gotten involved in that. We shouldn't have gotten involved in World War I when we saved the world. We shouldn't have gotten involved in World War II when we saved the world against Hitler and Japan. Forget about 9-11. You know, they blame it's U.S. policies that caused the Taliban to fall into the situation there in Afghanistan. They certainly, absolutely, 100% against any action after September 11th. No, that should have been a time for reflection, a time for the United States to look inward. And we needed to use that moment to realize we are to blame. This is the mindset of this people. You know, foreign policy, seriously, de-escalation. We, uh, Enrique Sanchez, that's his name, political director. We are depl- demanding diplomacy. And, you know, th- this is just about war profits for companies. That's why. That's why we're we're inflaming the situation. What's going on in Ukraine for the companies that just want to profit off the war, folks? You know, when, if that becomes your argument, there's a story that let's just say the media breaks on whoever. And and what's a you could always say they just want to sell newspapers, they just want to get ratings, blah blah blah. The same is. Somebody comes out with a miracle drug, the pharmaceutical companies just want to get rich. You know, Russia's going to invade Ukraine. China's going to invade Taiwan. Uh, That just means the companies that want to make money off uh, the U.S. war machine. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sammy Akish. I unequivocally condemn President Biden. Their quest for war with Russia. All this money, where? How do we pay for it? 
We must demand diplomacy. Uh, another person, Sisters of Mercy, the Pope said, if you want peace, you have to work for justice. People have to connect with one another. War in itself is a racist system. Oh, of course they want war because they want to send black and brown people to fight it. So we, <laughs> I mean, you, you really think. And again, I am not a defender of the Biden. You really think that our government, the United States, that we, diplomacy, not war. Whatever happens in Ukraine worth a war, let them slaughter those people. Forget about them. Let's focus on the panhandlers at Kennedy Plaza. Talk about Ostrich in head in the sand, pathetic, standing there. Now, again, let me be very clear. They obviously have the right to protest. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to do that. But I find it very insightful. That, that's the Democrat Party. That is the, the political left. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is part of the Coincid Inn. Stop in there waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. I love that. Of course they want war. They want to send black and brown people there. So this is a white supremacist war. You really believe that? Kuisa 226 Kuisa Avenue in West Warwick. There's a um, link on the website to Petro.com. No war with Russia. To those who have served in the armed forces. <sighs> I say again, war is not the answer. No. How we create peace as a nation yes. is the answer. Right. This type of war is not the answer. No, we are the aggression. We demand a plot. Yeah. It's a little difficult when you're dealing with someone like a Putin. Well, the Pope says. You have to work for justice. It's not peace and love and warm fuzzies. It's peace based on justice where people have enough of what they need. People have enough to connect with one another. And there's not the threat of empire that is constantly looming over them. So forgive me for quoting some popes here, but uh, needs of human beings here in Rhode Island and beyond. What do our prayers actually look like today? And I think right now it looks like people gathered here in the bitter, bitter cold to pray. Pope Paul VI said that if you want peace, you have to work for justice, right? It's not peace. Oh, okay. You know, there's another thing to point out to Putin. Yeah, he's just assembled troops along the Ukrainian border. You got to remind him what the Pope said. You need to work for justice. No war with Russia. And to study war no more. War Join no me more. in singing. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield, down by the riverside, gonna study war no more. I I mean, are you kidding? Oh, gee, no one thought of that. Memo to Biden, start having the U.S. and Ukrainian troops sing. As we have American 
men and women service people along the Ukrainian border trying to train them, their military, against a Russian invasion. The solution is not to train, but teach them to sing. Ain't gotta study war no more. Ain't gotta study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. I ain't gotta study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'd like to send that over to the Ukrainian people. You guys have it all wrong. You shouldn't be teaching them how to use the weapons. You should be teaching them to sing. Comical. All right. Let me get uh, <laughs> let me get Dr. Andrew Bostom. This was at Third Island State House. Uh, all right. Let's get Dr. Andrew Bostom on. Today is a big day, as a matter of fact, with the um, Dr. Scully website. And then we want to get a preview from our uh, friend, Dr. Andrew Bostom. has been very outspoken what this is all about. Folks, joining us right now is our friend, Dr. Andrew Bostom. Good afternoon, Dr. Bostom. Hi, John. Doctor, I'm hoping you give us a preview of what do you think is going to happen starting at 2 o'clock today with Dr. Scully in his lawsuit. The fact that the state of Rhode Island shut him down because even though he had COVID and he had natural immunity, the McKee administration shut him down, saying you will not practice. We are following the medicine. You are not allowed to see your patients. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, John, I, I, particularly um, in the presence of this of this particular judge, uh, whose behavior uh, I witnessed when um, I think it was it was Joe Larissa who brought brought a case before her about um, about um, uh, I don't think it was medical exemption. I think it was religious exemptions to right. vaccination. Yeah. Uh, she, she was, she was, uh, just rude and dismissive, uh, to, to, to Mr. Larissa, um, cutting him off frequently, uh, not, not, not particularly informed or rational. Um, and then when it came to the, those representing the state, yep. uh, she, she was, she was like saccharine and fawning and, and, and practically, you know, she might as well have joined their defense team. I, I, I mean, it was just, it was appalling. It was frankly appalling. And it's the same judge. So on the legal case, I'm, I'm very, very pessimistic hmm. on the, on the, on the scientific and, and ethical case. It, it should be a slam dunk. It should be an absolute slam dunk. Um, I was just going back through. Some of Rido's responses to his basic interrogatories a few weeks ago, you know, they have all these administrative hearings going on in parallel about the closure uh, of, of his practice. Um, and I, I, I mean, you, you couldn't you could. It's almost it's almost like like caricature. It, right. it, it's, it's 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 really it's really like Soviet-style, uh, you know, uh, jurisprudence here. You, you see, he's asking, he's asking for very, very basic information. Yep. I'll give you an example. All documents of Rido of any instance in which a person contracted and recovered from COVID, obviously germane to him, became reinfected with COVID and while reinfected transmitted to another person. This is their response. Uh, the department objects to this request on the grounds it is not relevant. <laughs> it's 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 fundamental. It's not just wow. relevant. It's fundamental. Okay, here's another one. All documents of the Department of Health of any instance in which a person received a COVID vaccine approved by the Department of Health 
and after receiving the vaccine, contracted COVID and transmitted COVID to another person. Can you guess what the response to that was? It was also irrelevant. How is that possible? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. It, it, it gets, it's like the late Billy Mays would say, but there's more. Um, all documents of, of Rido of any instance in which a person received the COVID vaccine uh, approved by Rido and subsequent to the vaccination exhibited symptoms of Bell's palsy. I mean, this is exactly, Steve had two cases of Bell's palsy yes. uh, in relation to Lyme disease and I think a recurrence of Lyme disease. And, you know, it's, it's a genuine concern of his. You know, it, Lyme disease can affect the muscles around your eye right. and make your vision impaired. Yep. And that's not exactly what you would want in an oral surgeon. You know, so, I, I mean, so, again, that was deemed irrelevant. Now, I did a little bit of research on Rhode Island. You know, Rhode Island contributes to the national database on adverse events after vaccination. It's called the VAERS system. It's it's run entirely by CDC. So if people want to crap all over the VAERS system uh, and CDC craps on its own system, it's their fault. It's their system. That's what we have in this country, unfortunately. So I looked up Bell's palsy as of mid-January in relation to one year of COVID-19 vaccinations in Rhode Island. There were 15 cases reported into VAERS. Now, when VAERS has been examined independently, you know, in, in the research literature, it's it's a question of underreporting, not overreporting. There was an elegant study done out of a uh, Northern Ohio um, uh, uh, database of, of uh, electronic medical record database. And all they did, John, is uh, I think it was from Pilgrim, they generated a software algorithm where what they would do is, is they would automatically query physicians in this network uh, in, in Northern Ohio and when they, had a, when they had a patient that got vaccinated, this was about a decade ago. When they had a patient who got vaccinated, they, they had a, there was a menu that the, that the algorithm was based upon, upon you know, common vaccine adverse events that are linked to the standard vaccinations that were given as of that period, childhood vaccinations, adult vaccinations. So the physician would simply get an automated email if they had administered a vaccine and, and something was reported into their medical record system about uh, uh, one of these one of these pre-designated events simply simply sending that passive e re- email reminder increased reporting to VAERS by 30 fold wow now now, now wow. cdc cdc refused to even after this pilot cdc refused to integrate that software into the VAERS system and mm. so who knows what's going on here but the bottom line is there were 15 cases of bell's palsy in Rhode Island, as of mid-January, since the vaccine was rolled out, for a comparison, well, how do you come up with a control group? I looked at 2016 to 2020 flu vaccination in the state of Rhode Island, which is also reported into the VAERS system. Despite the fact that there were threefold the number of flu vaccinations administered in that period, because it's a five-year period compared to, you know, a one-year period. Now, now, there's no question that on an annual basis this year, uh, this past year, there's been many more COVID vaccines administered in round than a typical flu year. A typical flu year, you right. maybe get 30, 40% of the population of Rhode Island. Yeah. Obviously, that's running higher with COVID. But when you take five years together, you now have about three Fold the number of, of flu vaccinations for comparison, zero cases of Bell's palsy reported mm. in the same system. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's still a rare event, but, but there's definitely an increased association, as far as we can tell, from the only reporting system we have for the public uh, that the CDC sponsors and runs 
uh, you know, comparing uh, COVID vaccination thus far to, to, to typical flu vaccination. Folks, so again, there's a signal there. We're speaking with Dr. Andrew Boston. And again, coming up later today, just a few hours, the Cranston dentist, Dr. Stephen Scoley, who he filed a federal lawsuit, seeks to force the state, let him see patients while remaining unvaccinated. Now, you're saying, Dr. Boston, because it's it's going to be on Zoom before Judge Mary McElroy, she could grant him within 48 hours that he could start practicing again. But this judge... You know, I, I had reservations. Unless she's had some sort of come to Jesus moment since the last, yeah, uh, I don't the last think so. hearing I saw. She, you know, I, I don't think right. it's going to go very well for, for Dr. Scully, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, she is um, she was she's new to the bench and it did get covered a lot. But her family is union through and through. Her father was a big union activist organizer. Um, that's where she comes from. The idea well, John, that she- you're, you're, you're validating what I, I I'm not into this kind of stuff, but I had heard that, that same sort of thing, you know, and you're 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 much, you know, you're much you have a much keener insight into these things than I do. Yeah, that's what I and that's what I heard. I, you know, it was very disconcerting to to someone. It was disconcerting to me as as, as a non non legist you know, right. watching this as a person in the public. I was like, what kind of judge behaves this way? That, that's just someone rude. like that. You know, I had real reservations about her. And here's the thing. And again, folks, so speak with Dr. Andrew Boston. Doctor, what you have to ask yourself is we've seen a pattern with the masking and, and going to the high level of, you know, um, ma- uh, vaccine mandates. That has now become part of the Democrat Party. Thus, it's all the unions are then wrapped up into the whole thing. So she's really she's more of an activist on the bench than a judge. That's yeah. my opinion. I, John, I just without knowing any of that now, again, you've reiterated what I since learned, but not knowing that just watching it spontaneously live, I was like, I, I, I couldn't understand. Yes. Why didn't she just take her robes off and join the defense team? Exactly. I, I mean, it, was, it yeah. was just so biased. The other part of Steve's case, though, is about his convalescence from a bout of COVID. And he sent me at one point, he, I could see his antibody titers. He, he had, he had, you know, real antibody titers, you know, post a natural infection and never been vaccinated. That's entered into the, into the, you know, into his um, case. But it, it's, it's, it's also, he's got a very nice section in his, um, in his uh, uh, plaintiff's brief uh, that was written by two excellent uh, epidemiologists. Um, one from uh, Stanford, uh, Jay Bhattacharya, yeah. uh, and the other from Harvard, uh, who is who's a, who's a real expert on, on by the way, on, on vaccination epidemiology, and that's Dr. Martin Kaldorf. And, and they've reviewed the literature very thoroughly, yeah. which I'm sure this judge, unfortunately, is not going to read or no, pay attention to, about natural immunity, data from Israel, data now from the CDC itself, about the superiority of natural immunity versus vaccine-acquired immunity. But what they what they don't have, and I hope Steve's uh, counsel is going to present, are, are data that, that I get from uh, th- from Mike Chippendale, uh, my representative out here in Gloucester, uh, that I've been able to analyze. It's just crude data, but it's from RIDO, you know, which, and, and the most recent data I have are from de- December. And they basically mirror what has been reported in the literature, which is much more granular, where, where you have comorbidities that you can adjust for, et cetera. But using these raw data from Rhode Island and just adjusting them to the different to the different pools of, of, of people, in other words, the, the people that have been fully vaccinated, and, you know, what's the denominator there? What's the total number there? And then the people um, that have 
not been fully vaccinated? Because that's how they break it down, John. It's not really, you know, you don't really get the full picture. You get you get who's been fully vaccinated and who's not been fully vaccinated. Oh. The, 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 the people that have been partially vaccinated, who are actually very important, are, are somehow left out and actually lumped with the people who are, who are not fully vaccinated, you know, with the people who are unvaccinated. Um, and then, of course, you have to know how many people in the state at one point during the pandemic have been infected. And there is... There is a CDC, another CDC-run website, uh, actually CDC-funded. It's run by epidemiologists from Harvard and Stanford and, and Yale. And they estimate how many people have been infected over the course of, of the pandemic for each state in, in the country, including Rhode Island. And so you can use those raw data as, as denominators. And just, you know, just to cut right to the chase, as of just for the month of December, and it was an active month, unfortunately, there was a lot of virus, there was a lot of, a lot of COVID, um, that, that, that regardless of vaccination status, having having an infection somewhere during the pandemic conferred about a 28-fold lower risk for COVID mortality and about a six-fold lower risk for COVID hospitalization in the state of Rhode Island. So what's what what really keeps people out of the hospital now that we have this terrible breakthrough phenomenon, which would of course be relevant to Steve, um, is 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 having a history of prior infection, uh, you know, and 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 to and to arbitrarily and and vindictively you know rule this out and go after him specifically mm. um frankly what has to assume you know that that this has something to do with his political activism absolutely he's, a, he's, an, he's an outspoken conservative yes. he's an outspoken oh conservative. my god 100 percent. she's an There's activist so, he's, he's made look the point is that if he were before a rational and truly right. dispassionate judge, yes. the judge, the judge would say, "Yeah, he has le- he has two legitimate, you know, gripes right. here. One is is his safety concern, yep. and this and this is a concern. And we have some. They're not common, but they're cases of. We've got at least fifteen reported cases uh, of Bell's palsy after the vaccination, the COVID vaccination in the state of Rhode Island." Um, you know, if his defense attorney attorneys presented the data, you could say, well, that might be, if anything, an underestimation given reporting it to theirs. And B, he has he has a, a bona fide case of COVID with evidence of antibody titers and and natural immunity. This is this is a perfectly legitimate reason uh, to to have a, a medical exemption and be allowed to reopen his practice. End right. of discussion. Yeah. Folks, again, that's coming up at two. He is Dr. Andrew Boston. Doctor, we're going to um, wish him the best of luck this afternoon. And what I'll do is circle back and we'll probably talk to you at some point tomorrow. But listen, you have the Thank attention you. of people. You're always the consummate professional. Uh, keep up the good work. It is being noticed by the right people. And we'll talk to you again. Take care, Jonah. Thanks. All right, folks. Dr. Andrew Boston, who, you know, I find to be um, very, very knowledgeable, as you can tell. And I have no idea why there are certain members of the media that kind of turned on the guy uh but enough of that but uh, again that is happening this afternoon cranston dentists who defied rhode island covid vaccine mandate sues for right to see patients again that is dr scoley at two o'clock is his hearing now this judge mary McElroy, as i said you know she comes from a, a union family her father was a big union rep when she before she became a judge she was very involved with that and and what's you know terribly unfair and unfortunate is if he was having this now this is a federal lawsuit right U.S. District Court uh, it's going to be done by Zoom if this were in another state in front of another judge 
um, I have a feeling he would get a different result. It shouldn't work that way, by the way. It should not work that way. Folks, at 1245, by the way, I just want to mention, I think this is huge news. And I don't remember the last time they were ranked this high. But um, I just saw passing the wire. Right now, it's 1246. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. In the new, uh, I think it's AP or Coach's Poll, the Providence College, the PC Friars men's basketball team, I think I just saw they are now ranked as low as they have jumped from 15th to 11th in the AP poll. That, I don't remember the last time that they were that high. I mean, if you're ranked uh, 11th uh, this late and then you're getting close to, what are we, like, I guess three weeks away from March Madness, maybe a full month but when you start to get in there, you become a really high seed once they start. Um, um, sending, you know, when they start to uh, come out with exactly the, the seedings and so forth. But that is really, really phenomenal for PC. Um, let's see. Rhode Island exempts from taxes first 15,000 federal taxable income, public, private, military pensions. So, you know, finally, Veterans Voice calling for an pension tax exemption long overdue. It, it is outrageous that with all of, and lack, that's just lack of a better word. Uh, I, I could be a lot stronger, but it, it is, um, it's really disgraceful. That with all of the money that the state has taken in, that the the fact that they, uh, Governor McKee in no way has called in uh, any element of, you know, tax cuts or more things for, as I've told you, everything is always centered around, it's all about homeless and panhandlers and people that don't pay their rent. And the politically connected, and we just got to throw money at the unions, no bid contracts to build things. Um, as uh, my former colleague Arlene Violet writes in the Valley Breeze, the sacred cows, uh, Governor McKee has shown himself to be uh, a, a real I know a guy type of uh, leader. And as you, you heard our segment, um, Politics This Week with Justin Katz. Justin is is feeling that he doesn't he's starting to wonder out loud and think whether or not Governor McKee is, in fact, going to even be, you know, get elected, that it's just going to be he's going to fill out. He's filling out the Raimondo term. But Arlene wrote the sacred cows are mooing. That's um, pretty, um, pretty incredible that um, that I, I think. You know, Arlene is objective, and but Governor McKee, with all of this money, you know, folks, as I said last hour, can you imagine if it was like a reality show where they say, we're going to take someone, you're going to be the governor, <clears throat> you don't have to, you know, you're not going to be elected, we're just going to make you the governor, and we're going to give you $1.6 billion to spend. And he's just been on a spending spree, and yet... You know, again, if you check the website to Petro.com, Governor McKee is a 34 percent approval rating. So I can tell you, by the way, there's that story. I also don't understand if you read, you know, the Rhode Island State Police. I have the story. They refused to arrest that firefighter. The FBI finally arrested this guy. 
And I'm anxious to find out who was his attorney. Who was the attorney? You had this retired West Warwick firefighter who was living in Cranston. He was posting very graphic uh, threats on social media all over the country that he was going to take guns and, and I don't even get it, but just, you know, start uh, killing Rhode Island and say Rhode Island public officials. And this Rhode Island state police, they kept catching the guy and then he would admit it was me and then they wouldn't even press any charges. I, I just, you know, someone I was talking to is the FBI was beside themselves, but I am telling you, let's wait to find out who his his attorney is, because that sounds like that as much of a nut that guy sounds like, he must have had a politically connect attorney who then works the state police and then they they get it that, um, in fact, then they don't press charges on him. And I know they, um, they, they the FBI was a little dumbfounded. Of what? Why is this guy still out there? Like, what does he have to do? Um, what what does he have to do in order to um to get to get arrested if he's doing all of these types of things and he's he's not getting arrested? I also just wanted to mention. Um, I'm seeing a headline: Rogan's future with Spotify has been decided. The CEO of Spotify has said that he is staying and we have a clear opportunity to learn. I'm going to tell you right now, every broadcaster who's out there will want to work for under this umbrella of the CEO of Spotify. Because I am telling you, 99% of others in that position would have folded under the pressure of the crowd. But and then they're clearly not doing that. Um, because all they do is attack and go, you know, go after and try to cancel people. And, you know, it's just so pathetic, especially that picture of Stacey Abrams, maskless. And all of these people, folks, tomorrow's going to be a big day as all of these people are going to continue to argue with the teachers unions. They want to put pressure on Governor McKee to keep children in masks in Rhode Island. Now, I believe, you know, Governor McKee, the teachers unions that paid for a poll or they believe to have been paid for a poll in order to get a a return to say 80% of parents want children in masks. I, I know, number one, they didn't talk to enough people. Number two, it's far more. They were talking to liberal progressive parents. It's also the phrasing of it. It's my understanding that they were basically, it, the question was, you know, would you rather have your child on a ventilator, resp- a ventilator at Hasbro, or would you have them wear a mask? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it was done with an agenda. But the governor of New Jersey has already said that in mid-March, the masks are coming off the school. I believe Governor McKee is going to start to really feel the pressure. But he's going to, uh, we don't want to rush into it. So he may do it in March, end of March. And I believe the real crime here is what an opportunity missed by the Rhode Island Republican Party by not having 
a, a credible candidate for governor to pounce on this. If you had someone, and hear me out, folks, at 12.53, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the Don DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I, I maintain it was a real opportunity. If they had a credible candidate for governor, they really, the past, the month of December, the month of January, and then now, here we are, February 7th. They could have gone to town attacking Governor McKee about the mask mandate in schools. And they could have gotten traction, and they could have made a name for themselves last week at the State House, And their uh, name recognition would have risen, and they would have started to get people behind them. And it is a complete failure on behalf of the Rhode Island Republican Party. I'm just going to call them out. For failing to deliver a candidate. I don't care. And it, listen, a candidate for governor is not some tourist who's willing, who's promising she's going to spend $1 million. That's not a credible candidate. And then instead, they were out in uh, Utah voting to censure two people in Congress. Talk about a colossal waste of time. You need to be on the ground. Getting people to run for office. That should be your priority. My God. Folks, I also want to um, welcome to DePetro.com. We have a new sponsor. And the uh, link is up if you'd like to check it out. And that is my friend Kenny Delgarian. President Delgarian Properties. Well-known developer in Rhode Island. Strong reputation and service for over 40 years. We have a link. He has beautiful properties. Kenny Delgarian. Check him out uh, right there. There's a link at the website, dipetro.com. So, folks, it's 1255. And, again, just to go over some of the news. The um, See, the problem is I think Governor McKee, eventually, after other states do it, he's then going to take down this mask mandate in schools. But the problem is, if you miss the boat, you know, there's, there's windows of opportunity in politics. There are. And there's windows of opportunity when you can get the attention of the public. And whether it is a Republican candidate could be calling on action against the killer of poor little 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti. And how, you know, how loose are our laws are that allow criminals out there. But again, if you don't have that, then they miss that window of opportunity. And Governor McKee could skate because then during the course, there it is, New Jersey school mask mandate to end next month. During the course of the campaign, Governor McKee's going to be able to stand on stage and say, hey, and parents are thanking me for ending the mask mandate. That, the fact that he can do that, or will be able to do that, I should say, I, I, I'm sorry. It, it's a failure of the Rhode Island Republican Party. It is uh, ridiculous that that was allowed to happen. And, and it's happening because of three people, and I know all three of them, and I try to be supportive of all three of them. But it is um, Leanne Senek, Steve Fryers. And and also, um, Susie Yankee. The three of them were all out at the Republican meetings in Utah, I believe in Salt Lake, 
and meeting with the you know national party and i'm sure it you know you fly in and you get to have all of these meetings and so forth two of and then what's the headline you get two of three rhode island gop national committee members vote against censuring liz cheney and as adam kinzinger listen i'm gonna say I think this whole I think that's a mistake. I know what they were trying to intend to do. I watched the Sunday shows. The first 20 minutes on ABC's This Week, we're all about January 6th. Listen, I'm telling you right now, January 6th is not going to win elections. Focusing on January 6th as a Republican is not going to win elections. So the winter meeting in Salt Lake City. Well, I'm glad that our local Republican team, the three of them, got to go to Salt Lake City to meet with all the other Republicans. But, like, what what are we talking about? That's the publicity you're getting. How does that help you recruit candidates to run with the Republican Party? I'll answer my own question. It doesn't. All it does is, of course, the local media can't wait to write about it. And then that'll be brought up in the debates. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? Folks, this portion of the program at 1258 is brought to you by the Senadale. Stop it and see them. Comfort food and cocktails. There's a link right at the website, depetro.com. Shane runs a great operation, folks. You're going to love it. You're looking for a place? Try it. Food and drink. You're going to love the Senadale, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. It's the Senadale Revival. So right now, good afternoon. It's 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour is radio only. We have more sound to go over as um, we're bringing the news of the day. Governor McKee really under fire right now with his lower pool ratings. Mass mandates, controversies getting in the way. We're going to talk about that. The Joe Rogan debate battles on and intensifies. Good for Spotify. That and a lot more. And then some of those comments, the anti-war protests at the Rhode Island State House. So next hour is radio only. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. A lot more to go on the other side. Leave it right here. You can listen at the website, petro.com. We're going to be back after the 1 o'clock news.